Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, July 8th, 5.36 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up six and a quarter at 6.02 and a half. November soybeans up two and three quarters at 13.68 and a quarter. September Chicago wheat up 24 cents at 8.60 and a half. September Kansas City wheat up 15 and a half at 9.04 and three quarters. September spring wheat up 30 and a half at 9.65. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it as always. If you're on that Apple app, uh, do me a favor, leave me a review. That would be much appreciated. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, we're getting close to six. 6,000 subscribers. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, uh, like these videos, leave me a comment, give me a crop update, let me know what's going on in your neighborhood. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email has been going out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, tons of information in there, overnight headlines, charts, graphics, weather info. My day Daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I talked about the relationship between the U.S. dollar and the commodity markets, and it's been kind of interesting this year. You know, we had a period in time earlier this year where the dollar kind of rallied in tandem with our commodity markets, and since we've kind of seen the relationship go the other way, I went through some details here, ran through some charts, kind of gave my general opinion. If you guys are interested in this premium content, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation and nobody will try to sell you anything else. We've got some drought that is expanding across the U.S. Corn Belt and parts of the Plains. USDA released updated drought data yesterday. Just in the last three weeks, we've seen a fairly significant increase in drought across U.S. corn and soybean areas. Uh, when you go back and, and look at this map, July 5th versus June 14th, which is just you know three weeks ago, corn areas experiencing a drought in the U.S. have expanded to 29% from just 17 on June 14th. Uh, so Soybean areas experiencing a drought have expanded to 22% from just 9% on June 14th. And I've got uh, the current drought map on my screen. Here's the June 14th map. And you can look at them side by side here. You've got all of this drought uh, now in Illinois, parts of Indiana, Missouri, into Kentucky, uh, Tennessee. This stuff just was not here uh, three weeks ago. And you've see, even seen some expansion in some areas of the West, like this uh, pocket of, say, Northwest Iowa, maybe a little bit of Southern Minnesota. So this is a little bit different and, and it's expanded pretty rapidly in regard to drought. Now, some of these areas in, in the Central and Eastern Corn Belt, they've caught some rains on and off. I don't know that it's enough to, to alleviate all of this or, or even any of it at this point. So this is uh, an issue moving forward. Now, we do have kind of a drier forecast. Uh, there's a little bit of rain on the radar this morning. You've got a system over Missouri pushing into Illinois, uh, some scattered rains over Iowa, southern Minnesota. Um, also some over Indiana moving into Ohio, but really not a whole lot in the forecast uh, over the next seven days, barring uh, parts of Indiana, southern Ohio, and then down into the Mid-South and the Southeast. But a lot of the Central and Western Corn Belt, the Plains, you know, from North Dakota all the way down to Texas, 
pretty much dry over the next uh, seven days for the most part. And then your six to 10 and eight to 14 day maps offering odds of below normal precipitation uh, really from the period from July 13th out through the 21st. So this is, I mean, you could read this as being a friendly forecast in regard to the market. We know, of course, the corn crop is late this year. The soybean crop's a little bit late this year. Um, you know, pollination is going to be a little bit later than normal. So if we turn to a really dry trend here, which is kind of what it looks like, I'm not going to say really dry, but uh, it, it it's dry versus normal, certainly. Uh, that could be uh, problematic in regard to the crop, certainly. So I'm reading this as being maybe a little bit of a friendly forecast here this morning. USDA will release its monthly crop production and WASD report on Tuesday morning. According to a Reuters poll of analysts, traders expect a very small cut to the U.S. corn yield, like half a bushel, and an unchanged U.S. soybean yield versus last month. Now, USDA will incorporate those June 30th acreage numbers into its balance sheet, so the results of that should be a substantial cut to the new crop U.S. soybean carryout estimate because of that big drop in planted acreage that was reported on June 30th. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about this on Monday and Tuesday morning next week. U.S. ethanol production did decline marginally last week. Um, Weekly output 1.044 million barrels per day. That was off seven-tenths of a percentage point on the week. Uh, that's slightly below what I would call like pre-COVID levels, close enough to normal. Ethanol stocks were up 3.3% on the week. They're still really high at 23.49 million barrels. Uh, that's the highest level on record seasonally for ethanol stocks. Gasoline demand increased again last week. Implied demand 9.4 million barrels per day. That was up 5.5% on the week. It's down 6% versus the same week last year. But you've now seen two big weekly consecutive increases to the gasoline demand number despite these high prices. So, yeah, we're running below last year. I think we were like one percentage point below uh, the same week in 2019. So you haven't necessarily seen the demand destruction in regard to gasoline that a lot of people uh, thought that we may see. I mean, we're, we're below last year, but we're not falling off a cliff by any means uh, in terms of gasoline demand. Crude oil is on track for a big weekly loss. Uh, spot month WTI futures trade near 102 this morning. They bottomed at 95 or close to 95 earlier this week. The market is on track, crude oil, for a decline of about 5% this week. Traders remain concerned regarding the possibility of recession and additional tightening from the Fed. Crude oil inventories rose sharply last week, according to EIA data. Refiners cut output, and uh, also I think part of that was due to another SPR release. Gasoline prices, of course, have fallen from their highs but remain uh, very much elevated versus a year ago. We've got an export sales report this morning at 7.30. Corn sales for old crop expected 200 to 500, uh, new crop 250 to 600. Soybean sales, you might see some net cancellations in old crop. Um, new crop 100 to 300 expected. Wheat sales for the current marketing year expected 250 to 600. The cattle market was mixed in live cattle, lower in feeder cattle yesterday. Cash cattle in the south was 137, in the north uh, 144 to 149, which is uh, maybe off just a little bit versus last week, depending on the location. U.S. dollar is about flat this morning. Stock market's about flat. Bonds up a little bit. Crude oil is up 17 cents at 102.90 in the August WTI, so pretty quiet in the outside markets. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.